All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. A very kinky retelling for you guys today that I have been so thrilled about and I cannot wait to share the details. First, we want to say thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of Front Porch Swingers. Cassidy is an amazing and ever-growing lifestyle site that is designed to help you find like-minded friends of the naughty variety. One thing that I really love about Cassidy is you can use it in a ton of different settings or for a ton of different things. So for example, if you want to go on -on one-on-one or two-on-two dates or meetups, you can do that. You can find some of the biggest events in the country. You can also see who's traveling to the same area as you at the same time you are. Lots of different ways to connect. And the best part is you can try it free for an entire month. There is no reason to not give it a try. Nothing to lose because you get a whole month for free when you go to frontporchswingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of the homepage. Again, that's an entire month of free Cassidy services when you go to frontporchswingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner. We hope to see you at Cassidy.com. So it's been kind of a quiet week for us, which has been very lovely, I must say. Well, it's quiet in the sense that we are not doing a lot of lifestyle stuff outside of like work because your family was here a couple of weeks ago. We had to recover work-wise from that because we, we missed like three days. Then we had some other friend. We had a lovely friend in town. We got to see her. Had some friends in town. Actually, we have friends in town right now. We saw them yesterday. But really just very vanilla stuff for us. Yeah, I know, which is not the usual. <laughs> no, but it's been kind of nice. But also, you know, get a little stir crazy, I guess, if I'm being honest. And maybe, you know, I'm just eager to get out and see people and do some different things. I have a date planned with Susan this coming week at the end of this week, but we just have so much shit going on. It's impossible to keep up. Yeah, I know. The balance was nice. Really nice to take the week off and just kind of like, like you said, have our vanilla time, even though it was with lifestyle people. We also got to meet a new lifestyle couple from out of state. And that was really fun. It was so funny how we talked on TikTok lives and on Instagram about going to meet this couple. And everyone was like, oh, are you guys going to swap with them? You know, who's going to play with who? And it's, I mean, no, that didn't fucking happen. That was not even part of our thought process. No, this is a couple that we had never met before. Of course, reached out to us. They listen to us on the show and so they reached out they were in vegas as it happened they were here an extra day i think longer uh, one day more maybe longer than they expected to be here so they had an opportunity and some free time we didn't have anything planned your family was already gone we were finally coming out of that and so we thought shit let's you know we hadn't been out let's go have a drink and, and we'll meet them they seem very very nice and they were they were amazing people but just because lifestyle folks are going to meet <laughs> another lifestyle couple does not mean that fucking is happening right it's not a thing we first of all we don't play with couples we make this really clear we rarely 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 if ever play with a couple and it's it has to be a unique situation so just because a lifestyle couple is meeting another lifestyle couple does not mean that sex is involved or even on the table it wasn't a conversation i mean for us specifically i would say probably 75 percent of the time that we spend with lifestyle people is vanilla even though they are non-monogamous as well absolutely we have a we have i have regular play partners So for me, I don't think of meeting couples or even singles as potential opportunities to play. It's really just an opportunity to meet people and maybe down the road something happens because you meet them again at at another event or they're in town again. Or or they just become friends. Yeah, whatever. All this was was a really nice conversation with two people we had not yet met. They're a hot wife couple. They have a great, interesting story. I thought they were a lot of fun. They were super nice. But yeah, I mean, are they an attractive couple? Sure. But that does not mean that we were going to play with them. Yeah, well, what's funny is I've been talking a lot lately about how I'm not super bi at this point in my life. I'm very much attracted to men and being attracted to a woman just doesn't happen that often. But I will say this woman had amazing fucking tits. (laughs) She had had this really low cut like stripe thing going on on her shirt and you can see them all. And I was totally being a creeper. She was lovely. I, I, I enjoyed meeting them. And yeah, she absolutely is has a great set of tits, no question about that. But just but once just again, nice we weren't trying to fuck them. 
No, absolutely not. And never, not at any time did that conversation or the conversation we had with them ever lean in the direction of us playing with them. Simply wasn't part of the reason we met them. And certainly not the reason they met us. Right. You know, so I enjoyed it. We sat with them for a couple of hours. We were on the strip, which again, you and I rarely do that. But the last two weeks, we've found ourselves there a lot. Because your family was there. I'm fucking over it. I hate the strip. all of our friends have been there. It's like, nope. you people need to come like closer to where we are. I don't want to fuck with the strip anymore. I'm it's so over it. It's a fucking hassle. An absolute hassle. Everything's expensive. The bartenders are fucking rude. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, I hate it. so over the tourists. They just shit on everybody. <laughs> you know? It's it just absolutely horrible. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to talk about in terms of our conversation with this couple has been kind of plaguing me for a long time now, which was the whole concept of if you are cheating you are much more socially accepted than if you are a lifestyler oh yeah and what's so funny to to me about that is i had such hope for gen z coming up behind me being the generation that kind of broke that you know toxic monogamy and not being so focused on possessiveness i'm on tiktok and all i fucking see are young people talking about the most ridiculous shit in terms of someone is cheating on them like if you have an instagram and you're a dude you're cheating on your partner or if you go to a strip club you don't touch anyone, but you sit there and look at women's tits. You're cheating on your partner. And it's like, holy fuck, I thought we were going to be so much more advanced come 2023 than we are. No, no, we're actually going backwards. I, I think, think so. I think we're going backwards. The, the, the conversation we had with this particular couple, based on some of the information they were t- talking to us about, about their own personal lives and some of the people they know, this idea that infidelity is far more accepted yep. than ethical non-monogamy. And it's across the board. Yep. So, and of course, they they said the same thing. They said it to us, and of course, we agreed. But the idea that someone can cheat on their partner and everyone collectively be okay with that, or at least understand that. But if you say to them, hey, we're we're ethically non-monogamous, we're not cheating, it's like the world has come to an end. The idea of it is so abstract. Yeah, but I also wholeheartedly believe that one of the reasons that infidelity is skyrocketing right now is because you have all of these ridiculous ideas of what a relationship is supposed to be. I mean, I, I literally just posted something on TikTok where I stitched this young couple. They're probably 25, maybe even younger. And the woman is saying that she's pissed off at her boyfriend because they watched a movie together and there was an actress in a nude scene and he didn't look away and I'm like are you fucking kidding me first of all Ashley you really think that fucking you know the most beautiful women in the world you think Megan Fox and that might be a bad example because she has a pretty ugly boyfriend but you think these beautiful movie stars want your fucking Crocs wearing uh, gamer boyfriend no they fucking don't well it's but for me it's even bigger than that right And, and we I had this conversation digitally with someone the other day with a guy, actually, who was reaching out to me, had some questions. It's the idea of jealousy, right? That's where all this comes from. And that's a personal, internal thing. A jealous person has insecurities. You're insecure about yourself. You're insecure about your relationship. There are some level, there's a level of insecurity. It's a completely wasted emotion, in my opinion. I don't, you have to understand yourself before you're ever going to fix that shit. And the idea that your significant other can't have fucking social media right but I, I again just, it blows me away that's a that's a very high level of insecurity look at it logically you really think your boyfriend being on kate upton's instagram account and liking her bikini photos means that he's going to be able to run off with kate upton like what are you talking about Well, no, because what it comes down to for me whether it's a male female whoever it's like well if they're looking at this person they're not they don't think that i'm attractive because i don't look like that person or they think that person is more attractive than me or whatever. Okay, who gives a fuck? Honestly, who <laughs> right. fucking who really who fucking cares? Same this is the same conversation that I have with people when they say to me and we literally just got this the other day in an email. You know, we got someone sent us a message on our website. They're a couple, they're getting into the lifestyle, they're a hot wife couple, they want to play in that space. The guys asking me directly how do I deal with the jealousy of you being with younger, more well-endowed, handsome men? First of all, let me clarify for you. I am not jealous. I am actually the one who a lot of times initiates these things. I find (laughs) these guys. Why on earth would I want my partner to play with someone that she is not attracted to? Or that is exactly like me. Some fucking old, bald, white dude. You know, I mean, who gives a fuck? I don't understand that. Why do you not, if you're in this space, do you not want your partner to to enjoy themselves? Right? I mean, there's nothing wrong. Variety. Look, I said this before. I love chocolate chip mint ice cream. 
I'm all about it. If I eat ice cream and I'm going to suffer through the aftermath of it, that's what I'm going for. But if you put a bowl of Rocky Road in front of me, it doesn't mean I'm not going to eat it. Right? I mean, you got to have some fucking variety. Yeah, and as you're saying this, I realize how far removed we are from the average monogamous couple because... Well, we're far removed from most of the ethically non-monogamous couples. For the you most think part. so? Think of how many people look at us. They come to us with these questions and they're that are in the lifestyle, that are seasoned lifestyle people, five, six, eight, ten years, and they still don't quite understand, oh, you guys don't play with couples, you don't play in the same room, you go on separate dates, you don't tell... like. No, we're no. There's no one way to fucking do this. Right. The, the only way to do this is the way that you want to do it. If you're a couple in the world of ethical non-monogamy, you can determine how that works for you, provided you're not hurting anybody else and everybody is consenting. It's on you. You decide. Why does it have to be this? Oh, well, you play that way and we play this way, so we obviously can't interact. We can't be friends. We we can't coexist. It's man, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't. It makes no sense to me. Well, anyway, I'm over the fucking toxic monogamy. I fucking hate it. It's gross to me. I was uh, I was actually upset when uh, I was talking to your sister, your little sister about this and her partner. Because, what about it? Well, because she there's a level of jealousy that he possesses yeah. based on something she said. These are young people. These are 20, young 20. I know. That's what I'm saying. I had all this hope that they would be the generation. I don't think that they were going to be the generation that normalized non-monogamous relationships. No, no, I think that's that. fucking, yeah, that's unrealistic. It's not going to happen in my lifetime. But I definitely thought they would be the generation that it would at least think more logically about monogamy and not be so fucking or maddeningly possessive towards each other each other well yeah we were talking to her something came up about someone like a you know a, someone a, a pop culture person or something and she you said something to your sister about this person being attractive i honestly don't remember who it was and then she mentioned something to you like oh yeah i don't talk about that because her boyfriend gets jealous i'm like oh get the fuck out of here you're 20 <laughs> you're fucking 20 like what are you talking about you so you can't like something on Instagram because he gets bent out of shape? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. It's ridiculous. If that's the case, there's no hope. There's but, no hope for ethical nominality. But they have a far healthier relationship than us because they don't fuck other people. Right. Just saying. Just right. throwing that out there. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Whatever. I, you know, whatever. Listen, whatever works for you, like I just said, if something works for you, then that's the right way to do it. Right. You know, it's, I, I have this conversation with people all the time. There's no one way to do this. The only thing that has to be, in my opinion, 100% in alignment is the ethical piece of it. Right. It's got to be ethical and consensual across the board. Outside of that, you find your own fucking path. Yeah. But certainly don't shit on other people for their path. Yes. Right? I mean, just not okay. And let's stop the, this crazy jealousy. There's jealousy in this space, too, which amazes me yeah me too you know it's really hard to wrap my head around that you even blocked that term jealousy like you can't even mention that on your tiktok no because i'm so over talking about it it's the first question how do you handle jealousy oh it's a constant if you are that concerned about it don't get don't be non-monogamous be a monogamous couple if you are truly that concerned about jealousy and that is the absolute forefront of your mind when you're talking about your relationship you shouldn't fucking do this no absolutely not how many times have we talked to couples who are like oh yeah we started out you know we were in the lifestyle for a little while but you know we got i got jealous this she got jealous he got jealous and we just had to stop like did you not have this conversation before yeah. You did, did, like, that's kind of something you want to figure out, <laughs> you know? I mean, I, you know, meanwhile, here, you and I were about to have a conversation about the gentleman that you played with. Right. That I met. You and I met him together. Well, you met him for a couple of different times, and I met him with you. And it, to tell somebody, much like going back to people understand the idea, obviously, of infidelity, because it's been around since the dawn of time, as has ethical non-monogamy, by the way. <laughs> but when you say to somebody... Or I say to a guy, a friend, yeah, I had coffee with the guy that Brenna is potentially going to play with and hang out with. And it's just this look that they get, right? If I had said to them, oh, yeah, you know, one of us is cheating on the other one or whatever. They, oh, oh, that's too bad. Well, we can talk. Let's have a conversation about that. <laughs> Not this. They're, they are just dumbfounded. Like, there are no words for people to understand that, that are not in this space. Yeah. They're just blown away by it. Yep. You know, I was talking to my buddy on the phone uh, when you and I were, my vanilla friend, when you and I were getting ready to do that, and he, who totally knows what we do and understands it, 
well, I guess he doesn't understand it. He accepts it. He doesn't quite understand it. And he's like, he just didn't have words. Like, it was dead silent. I'm like, hey, man, you still there? Did I lose you? He's like, no, 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 I'm here. Um, okay, so so what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm going to have coffee with this guy that Brenna might play with. And so, I, you know, I would say I want to meet him. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, he didn't know what the Meanwhile, fuck. Meanwhile, he's was. like, this motherfucker this is out, out of his mind. His mind, yeah. It's so funny. And he's known me, you know, most of my life, more than half my life. Yeah. So he, and he still doesn't get it. It's so fucking funny to me. He shouldn't be surprised by this point. No. Once again, right, it goes back to just how abstract the idea of consensual or ethical non-monogamy is. This is a guy, been my friend for 30 years. We work together in the adult entertainment industry. He is no fucking choir boy, okay? <laughs> He's not. This is no pilgrim. He and I have done some shit. But this Pilgrim. this idea is foreign to him. Yeah. It, it fucks him up so badly he doesn't have words for it. Yeah. It's hilarious. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess, I don't know. I really find it difficult sometimes when people say shit to us like, you know, I don't know how you do that. Meanwhile, you're all cheating on each other. Like the, like the couple, going back to the original conversation. They're telling us about people they know that are cheating on each other. But they look at them like they're crazy. Yep. Because they, they are ethically non-monogamous. Like, come on, man, people, let's get our fucking shit together. The hypocrisy escapes people, that's it, for sure. It, it's lost on them. The irony of that is lost. <laughs> and when you confront them with it, it's just this this immediate, like, venom. Yep. Like, how dare you? That's not ethical. It's There's nothing ethical about that. You can't sleep with other people. You made a commitment. Why? Because I got a piece of paper that says I'm married to somebody? Well, we don't even have that. <laughs> I'm divorced four fucking times. You know what good that paper does you? Absolutely nothing, unless you set it on fire to keep your hands warm. <laughs> I promise you that's no fucking guarantee. It means dick. Zero. It yep. means zero. All it means is that you took the next step to commit yourself to someone on a piece of fucking paper. I don't need that piece of paper for me to determine that I'm committed to you. I've done this four fucking times. It yeah. didn't work. Well, I can also take a hundred cocks and still be committed to you. Exactly. And it, I have. And, and I have. And you have. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I just, yeah, sometimes the, it's really, like I said, it's the hypocrisy. It's so fucking crazy. But that's why I, I enjoy meeting couples like this for the conversation. Yeah. Because you find out if, that's the one thing about this space, I think, that really, a, a lot of people, it's lost on a lot of people. Because play is so forefront. Right. Right. You really should. Uh, listen, this is just me. I like to know what makes people tick. So I want to talk to people more so than even playing. The woman, the couple we met, the woman, she's a hottie, smoking hot, great set of tits. Would I play with her? Fucking 100%. It wasn't even occurring to me while we're talking because I'm really finding out that their story is not that much different from ours or different from a lot of other people's. They deal with the same bullshit, they, the same hangups that people have. And if you really do, if you're in this space and you take the time to get to know people, whether you are sleeping with them or not, or inevitably sleep with them, if you take the time to get to know them, you find out that you've got a lot more in common with people and there really is this sense of comfort. And camaraderie. Yeah, when, you, when you're able to do that. Otherwise, all that ever really happens, if you don't do that, is you're just basically having indiscriminate sex, which is okay, too, if that's your thing. But I want to know people. Yeah, I want, I want you know, more than just the sex. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I want the enrichment of friendship and of good conversation and of learning things and evolving. And that doesn't come unless you're talking to people in this space. Well, it, it for me, to be 100% transparent, that's come with age. 100%. Yeah. Because, you know, back in my heyday, <laughs> I, I didn't give, I can give fuck what your name You was. were all about the indiscriminate sex? Did not fucking care. It was so, <laughs> it came so easily to me and so constant to me. I didn't give a shit. I gave it, I was completely desensitized by the idea that I needed to know you as a person. I didn't want to know you because I couldn't fucking keep track. I wasn't interested. Which is fine too. I'm not judging that. It's just not no. who I am at this point in my life. No. And like I said, for, well, it's different because I, it wasn't like I was, living an ethically non-monogamous life with a particular person. I was just doing my thing. You were just throwing that dick all over town. Everywhere. So, <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit different. Now I look at things differently, and, and hopefully, with experience and age, unfortunately, I might be able to help some of these younger guys that are reaching out. Because i got a lot of younger guys reaching out. Probably 50-50 now between guys that are my age and your age, which is really interesting. Yeah. A lot more younger people, I think, are starting to... To look at this when I say younger in you know thirties for the for the sake of this conversation, but uh, yeah, it still amazes me that we have not 
I haven't really moved the needle that much, and I was hopeful, like you, that Gen Z might bump things up. But unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be the case. I'm afraid it's going to really revert back. God, I hope not. You know, with, I don't know, more social media, more... I guess all that opportunity that's out there that people see, these younger folks, I mean, I think what it is is they haven't really, like your sister, she's a young kid. She doesn't really understand how to compartmentalize these emotions. She hasn't had enough life experience. Right. Right? This is her real first relationship. Yeah. So she doesn't understand the nuances of what, what this looks like. Right? She doesn't understand that it's fucking toxic to not Fuck, be able to yeah. talk about a celebrity crush. Oh, my God. It's so, so ridiculous. Could you so, imagine? No. Well, yeah. I, listen, Meanwhile, I, you and I are going out to bars and I'm like, look at that woman's booty, Brian. Oh, my God. We go to certain places because the bartenders are smoking hot and I'm we like, like oh, them. Big booty Judy. <laughs> I point them out to you. Yeah. <laughs> that, again, though, fucks people up. Yep. It really throws them off. But our friends are all the same way. Yeah. You know, we're all, we've got a bunch of us out. It's like, oh, she's super hot or he's super hot. But like, our way is so much more fun. I'm just saying, I'm not judging. I also think it's healthier. I just think we have a lot more fun than the average couple. It's also healthier. There's Look, you look around, we walk around Vegas, right? You know. Think about Fremont for a, se- for a second. All the showgirls that walk around very scantily clad for the most part, right? Asses hanging out, tits are out, they got T-backs on. I mean, it's, you know, it's a full-on thing. How many guys, I see them, I because I look, they're walking with their partner and they don't even look <laughs> in the direction of these girls for and, fear of their lives well because they're afraid to get fucking bitch slapped yeah. by their partner and it's that's the funny part to me i i'm i'm looking at this girl's ass you and i are talking about how cute they are and then there's this couple that'll walk past and it's like oh he's scared to death <laughs> he doesn't even however i'll say this how many couples go past the chippendales booth and the women are just g- googly eyed yeah it's Right? There's definitely a double standard. Oh, there's no doubt. That's People understand that. That's more acceptable. Because, you know, listen, we, we give women a wide berth. Guys just do, right? Because guys are dogs and all that shit. Listen, I don't give a fuck. Look at whoever you want. And if you are in a monogamous relationship and you don't want to fuck other people, totally fine. But looking at... It doesn't even make sense. We're, we're programmed to look at pretty stuff. Yeah, right. It's I mean, biological. A big old booty. That's a biological draw. Let me tell you. It is for me. It I is mean, for most people. <laughs> there's no question about it. You know, I mean, come on. I just, it's so. It doesn't crazy. make you a bad person because you like to look at ass. Hell no. I think it makes you an exceptional person. <laughs> look at all that ass. Please do. You know. So meanwhile, we are thirteen. As we're recording this, we are thirteen days out from. Sweetheart's Ball, our Sweetheart's Ball. Which means we're 13 days out from my fucking birthday. From your birthday, which of course we've been celebrating for the last 30 days. You're welcome. Yeah. So, it's been fun. You're welcome. <laughs> so I'm super fucking excited about it. And when we get closer to an event like this, because we have a house full of friends is what this is. Right. Right. B- before the party ever starts on Saturday night, it's a house full of friends. Right. It's the thing I look forward to the most. So going back to what I said earlier, getting to know people in this space and, and developing these relationships, to, for me, that's the most fun because now we're going to be on property in a spectacular place with attractive, sexy, fun people, some of whom we know very well and some not so well, but it's just going to be Fun. I'm looking forward, honestly, more than anything, this is obviously no slight against anyone coming to this event because they're all amazing. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hooking up with the guys and talking and just, you know. the Not com- hooking up like Yeah, I'm not it. talking about fucking. <laughs> I'm talking about literally sitting around the bar. There's a spectacular bar in this home and having a drink and just talking shit. Yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. Sex is nine times out of ten is always on the table when you have a bunch of lifestyle folks in the same fucking proximity. So that's not a big deal. I'm looking forward to talking to people. Yeah. Right? Having a good fucking time. There's a spa on property, so I know a lot of the gals are going to be doing that. So while the gals are doing that, maybe the guys are doing something else. I'm just looking forward to getting together with friends. That's well, like I'm excited because I might get some birthday spankings, just saying. Oh, you you absolutely I've will. I've already talked to someone about that. You're so. going to get birthday spankings. <laughs> we already know that. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I just don't understand the, the difficulty with people not understanding what we do and who we are and, and you know, as it pertains to the space. It's really strange. I don't know. 
But yeah. I'm looking forward to fucking Houston. I cannot wait. Woo, I cannot wait. Okay, I think we should get to Single Guy Tip of the Week. So you apparently have a good one. I do. Okay, well, let's get it. So Single Guy Tip of the Week this week is inspired by a gentleman that reached out to me on Cassidy this week. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm unfamiliar <laughs> but, with this, so this should be good. But it, I, it applies to a lot of guys in a lot of situations. Okay. We always tout being honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I honestly believe, honestly, that there is such a thing as being way too fucking honest. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for, in many aspects of life, actually. So, for example, this guy that I'm speaking about that reached out to me was like, hey, you know, you're really beautiful. I'd love to talk with you. And I'm like, cool. So we kind of start chatting back and forth. Really attractive guy. He's like, yeah, I just need to be upfront and honest with you. Um, I have a baby mama and she's a psycho. And everyone that I end up starting to play with, especially if, you co- if it becomes more than just kind of a play dynamic, she gets incredibly jealous and possessive. And the last person that I hung out with, she actually stalked them online. Okay. So let me stop you. First <laughs> of all, uh, whoever the fuck this guy is, You need to get that shit in check before you involve other people in your fucking drama. Yeah, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah, now I appreciate, don't get me wrong, I appreciate that he lets you know that out of the gate, right? Sure. Well, think about it for a second. If he hadn't, and maybe you you met the guy, you played with him, you, you got along with him, you liked him, and then it starts to be more of a regular thing. Well... Then what happens? How the fuck do you, then we're stuck in this drama with these people. I don't want to do that. So I, while I agree, sometimes too much is too much. In this particular case, I feel like he did the right thing. Okay, but do you also feel like, so maybe the better tip would be there is an appropriate place and time to disclose things. Like the first couple messages, maybe not. I don't even know if I like this guy. I don't even know if I want to have sex with this guy yet. We haven't even talked about meeting up yet. And you're already like airing all of your dirty laundry in the third message we ever send to each other. Well, so there's a lot of things going through my mind. Part of this is for me, how does said baby mama know who he's with at all? Clearly, she's keeping tabs on him. Oh, right? yeah. So you will never know. Like, you, obviously, you could never go to his place. Oh, like, no. Not a fucking chance. Is she also then following him around? So is that, so we got to worry about somebody coming to our home? It's too much. Granted, he's got way too much going on. But at least we didn't waste any time. Imagine what would have happened had he not told you this up front. You make a time to meet him. You and I go through all the trouble it takes us to do that. We meet him someplace. 10 minutes into the conversation, this is what he lays out. Uh, hey, dude, I'm done. Look, check, please. We're fucking out Okay, here. so maybe I'm rethinking this tip then. Yeah, look, the problem with this whole, the whole problem with this. I just this, felt like it was a lot of like sharing of things that I don't need to know about. I'm not looking to be your girlfriend. I'm not looking to be the stepmother to your fucking children. That's not what this is. This is a play dynamic and it should care. be fun. It should be fun. Right. So if you have that kind of stuff going on in your life that you feel like you have to divulge that to a potential play partner right Total off stranger. the bat, then again, you probably need to get your house in order before you're engaging with people in this environment. No question. That's the tip. The rest of this is academic. You need to fix that shit. Right. That's that's job one for and you. And this is not the first time this has happened. I've had so many guys that have said things like, yeah, my ex is crazy. Um, she's ruined every relationship I've had. You know, I was talking to a guy about a potential poly situation on, on the BDSM site we use. And um, he was talking about how, <laughs> like, his the last person that he started playing with, his wife slashed her tires. Yeah, see, you've got all his kinds ex-wife, of... His ex-wife, you know what I mean. Yeah, you got all kinds of shit going on. Yeah. Right? So you need to fix that that first before you start dragging people into your drama single guy tip this is the tip before you start dragging people into your personal bullshit you got to get yourself together yeah do not get involved in this space before you have all your ducks in a row because what happens this is a hot wife situation he's not going out and and reaching out to a single gal in this case that's going to drag both of us into it right? I don't have the fucking patience or the bandwidth for that bullshit. Not at all. Not even a little bit. I never dealt with it myself. I'm sure as fuck not dealing with somebody else. Exactly. Well, and this is supposed to be fun. Like for me, this is an escape. When I meet someone for a hot wife interaction, it is to escape the day-to-day, you know, adulting and dealing with bills and cleaning our house. It's like this fun thing that I get to go out and do and just like turn into a different person for a couple of hours. So if I'm constantly having to think in the back of my mind of all of the potential dreams drama that could happen i mean there's no fun in that that fucking sucks well it goes to for me it goes to the reconnection piece for us right 
top of mind, front and center, is going to be whatever fucking drama is going on, and we're going to lose focus on what we should be talking about, which is the fun part of your interaction. Right. It, it just takes up too much brand bandwidth. I, I, I can't imagine. Listen, I appreciate the guy saying it. It was the right thing to do, particularly in our case, because I'm not having it. No, the right thing to do is to not be on the sites until sure. you've got your shit figured out. Yeah, you need to pause your fucking profile and <laughs> go get this fucking handled. Yep. Do whatever you got to do. Also, let me say this. I am going to be 53 years old next month. I spent the better part of 30 years in the adult entertainment industry. Right. I'm not going to tell you how many adult entertainers I have come in contact with. It's in the tens of thousands, okay? I'm telling you if this guy's got this much drama with her, it ain't over between them. He's still fucking her. There's still something going on. She would not be hanging on to this, that was this the kind of time. first thing I thought of when he said that. that I was is, like, so how often are you inviting her over and fucking her? This is adult entertainer 101. Yeah. That's what this is, okay? I think it's crazy baby mama drama 101, Well, there's too. always I have a crazy baby mama. Why is she crazy? Yeah. Are you still reaching out to her at 2 a.m. when you don't? your booty call doesn't work out? You, you sneak into her place? Is she coming over to your place? How much time are you spending with her? Have you drawn a line in the sand about what your relationship looks like? No, absolutely yeah. Have not. Have you set proper boundaries no, with you're her? you're still fucking her. Yeah. Period. End of I story. I 100% agree. That was the first thing that came to my End mind. End of story. Not, I'm not buying Oh, it. you're still fucking your ex. Okay, heard. Yeah. That's all you had to say. <laughs> yep. Okay, all done here. Cool. We're She's still in love with you. You still love fucking her. You have an incredibly toxic relationship as a result. Cool. And because of that, your toxicity overflows onto everyone to you come in contact with. Other people with. that have fucking yeah. nothing to do with this. No skin in this game whatsoever. I have nothing to do with you, yep. but I'm going to have to bear the brunt of your terrible fucking relationship yeah. decisions. <laughs> right. No, absolutely fucking not. Yeah, so yeah, you're right. I My tip in terms of launching into honest conversations too quickly isn't the real tip. The tip is if you have that much fucking baggage... Uh. You shouldn't even be on these sites. You should be dealing with your shit. You should be getting to a healthy place because we're in a very healthy place. Yeah. I personally am in a very healthy place in my life and I want to be surrounded by people that are the same. Well, be conscious, conscientious of other people's lives. Just because you've got some weird shit happening that you're probably at minimum 50% responsible for. At least perpetuating. At least. Yeah. Clear that up before you drag someone else into this. Especially because this is not necessarily a relationship situation. It's just supposed to be fun. There is no... If someone gets in with this guy on the basis of having a relationship and they already know what they're getting into, hey, that's on you. Right. That's your deal. Right. This is not about relationship. This is about fun to begin with. There's nothing fun about that. That conversation doesn't make me want you to fuck that guy. I'm already out. I don't want to fuck that guy. I'm already out. Why would I? No, I'm out. I don't care how big your dick is. I don't care how hot you are. If you have that much baggage in your life that you are choosing not to eliminate, I don't need to go there. Well, but again, like I said, there's something else there. Because he didn't say anything, I don't imagine, about what he's attempting to do to rectify it. He's not trying to rectify it. She's, she's the backup plan. She's plan B. Yeah. Always. That's why she's crazy yeah they're yeah. always crazy aren't they? they yeah. the woman is always the problem well listen i've had a whole always. lot of crazy exes i was absolutely and you did nothing to deserve oh, it oh, nothing oh, to deserve I the was, crazy behavior i was 90 percent responsible <laughs> there's no, but at maybe the time, 95 but at the time you probably didn't think you were not a chance you're like oh just got ah, got involved with ever, another fucking crazy bitch ever fucking mine yep. yeah no 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 i was 95 percent <laughs> responsible five percent was on them because it's probably like in their dna but 95% of it was on me. No question. 100%, 95% was my fault. That's, that's what I'll tell you. Just like this guy. I like it. 100%, he is 95% responsible. So, dude, fix your shit. That's single guy tip of the week. All right. There we go. Easy enough. Yeah. <laughs> This episode of FPS is brought to you by our friends at Hungry Root. Ever wish you could snap your fingers and have all the recipe searching, grocery shopping, and meal planning done for you? Well, that's basically Hungry Root. You'll never think about what's for dinner or breakfast or lunch again. I absolutely hate grocery shopping. It is my least favorite thing in the world. I feel like I get there and I just walk in circles trying to figure out what I should be buying and the recipes that I want to create. And it's so much stress in my life. And that's one of the reasons I absolutely love Hungry Hungry Root. I basically just go on, create my own profile where I say the foods that I like, the foods that I don't like, how much I want of each ingredient, and they send them right to my door. It could not be more convenient. It saves so much time. And for someone like me who doesn't love to cook, it is a life changer. 
Hungry Root will recommend groceries based on your taste, take their suggestions, or choose anything you want. They've got the freshest produce, high-quality meat and seafood, pantry staples, healthy snacks, sweets, and so much more. And right now, Hungry Root is offering Front Porch Swingers listeners 30% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Go to HungryRoot.com FPS to get 30% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com FPS. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. This episode of Front Porch Swingers is brought to you by our friends at Promescent. We have been talking for a long time about their flagship product, the Delay Spray, but did you know they have an even more convenient option now, their Delay Wipes. They are individually packaged little wipes that all you do is use a few minutes before playtime, they absorb in and allow you to extend your sexy bedroom playtime. Who doesn't want that, especially when you're with a new partner at a lifestyle event? So make sure that you go to promescent.com to check those out today, but you you can also find a ton of other products like their arousal gel, which I always recommend to vulva owning people for either solo or partnered play. All you do is put it on a couple minutes before play and it just makes everything that more heightened and amazing. I use it constantly. I've gone through several tubes already and I'm going to be buying more very soon. And I'm going to be using our discount code to do it, which you can as well. If you go to promescent.com FPS, you're going to get a discount on all of their bedroom wellness products. That's promescent. P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com slash F-P-S for a discount on the best bedroom wellness products on the market. 2022 was a big year for us here at FPS. We had so many events and so many amazing opportunities to meet lifestylers in different environments in different cities across the country. But 2023, we are taking it up a notch. We already have scheduled Sweetheart's Ball in Houston next month for Valentine's Day weekend. April 13th through the 16th is a complete hotel takeover. Hot Wives of Phoenix in Phoenix, Arizona. Cannot wait for that. Denver, I know a lot of folks have been thinking about Denver and talking to us about Denver. We have a Hot Wives of Denver event scheduled June 24th. And of course, Podbash. Let's not forget Podbash, September 28th through the 1st. Lots of stuff in between. Check us out at members.frontporchswingers.com. You can get all the info there. So this is really freaking exciting for me because I've been talking, I don't even know how long I've been talking about wanting to find a dom play partner. And by that, I don't just mean someone who likes rough sex or someone who's willing to spank me while I'm bent over. I legitimately have wanted to find a kinky top of sorts for a long time now. Well, also, uh, like you mentioned, at least you intimated it, someone who genuinely is a dom who has been in the space for a long period of time. That's their primary methodology. So of course there's a complete understanding of, of the dynamic. It's taken a while. I mean, shit, we've been here over a year, almost a year and a half. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a long fucking search. Yeah, for sure it fucking has. And you guys remember I met the one guy out, I don't know, probably two months ago. Yeah, terrible. It was not a good connection. I've talked with, I don't even know, probably a hundred guys since we moved to Vegas that are like, oh, I'm a dom. And then you find out via three or four text messages that they have no idea what they're talking about. You know, they think that because they like to really pound their cock into you that it means they're a dominant man. And it's like, no, that's not a fucking thing. Well, it's it's very different. It's a very different thing. Being dominant. And being a dom are two very different things. Right. So, you, yeah, you finally, it seems like you found the guy who, at least at this moment, meets all the criteria. Well, and let's be real. I don't think that I've had a true dom since before you and I were together. Right. I mean, you definitely have Clint, who was a very dominant man, and there was a lot of primal predator, primal prey play that went on. Yeah. But I would not consider him a, my dom. No, 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 no. And I've played with other men who definitely have a BDSM background, but it's never gotten to the point where they are my dom. And I'm not saying this guy is my dom. It's way right. too early to tell that. But I do think based on this experience, which we'll be talking about, obviously, you'll be able to kind of hear the, the hope and yeah. the optimism that I have that that could be a thing down the road. Well, it's funny because a lot of people, I don't know, don't know, but that's how you and I got started. <laughs> yeah. We started as, you know, as a dom-sub dynamic. Right. Very quickly morphed into 
ethical non-monogamy, obviously, and got away from the dom-sub piece of it. Well, here, here's something that I think is really interesting, because we haven't talked about this in a long, long time. If you guys haven't listened to us from the beginning, you may have no idea. The whole reason you and I met is because I put an ad up on Craigslist Casual Encounters. Yes. Looking for... Yeah, I know. I miss it so much. Looking for a dom. And you responded, and we went out, and this was not supposed to be a relationship outside of a dom-sub dynamic. No, it was a very... It was almost... I don't want to say that our initial meeting was transactional because that's not the, not what it was, but we were both getting into it under the guides and understanding that this was a dom-sub dynamic and that's what it was going to be and that there was not going to be, there was no, it wasn't an emotional thing. This was not a relationship of sorts. Well, was, there was going to be a relationship, but we didn't right, expect it to be what, a romantic, right, serious relationship. Right, not a romantic relationship, but a, but a relationship based on the dom-sub dynamic. But that fact alone tells you how long I've been looking for this. Yeah, Literally six years. Yeah, long time. The last, I would say, true dom-sub dynamic I had was with a couple right. back in Montana who also mentored me in the space. But I haven't had a true dynamic like that in a very long time. And I've, I, it's hard to explain it to people. I think sometimes when I talk about like, oh, I really want this, people think of it as like the same thing you do as, oh, you want to have a threesome. You know, you're right, a couple right. new to the lifestyle. You want to have a threesome and you look for it and you look for it. I don't feel like that's what this is for me. I feel like this is a part of who I am that I don't always get to tap into. And I feel like there's almost like a hole in some ways. Yeah, this is an itch you simply have to scratch and have been working at it for a while. And of course, we spent time on the road, so that was very difficult. But since we've been here in Vegas, you've been looking for that person. And frankly, I mistakenly thought it would be a much easier find than it has been here. Oh, fuck no. Because it's, it's been... very underground. The BDSM space in Vegas is even deeper underground than the lifestyle space. Well, and, and it's not great. It's really difficult to find somebody who is open in terms of relationship dynamic yeah. or open to non-monogamy and a kinkster. That's very tough. Yeah, there's a lot of boxes to check, obviously. And yeah, so and again, the BDSM space here in Vegas, as we have found out over time, is very protected, very underground. And the people that we have come in contact with up until this point... They didn't make sense for no, me. No, it was a very strange kind of connotation to the whole thing. It was. It just didn't feel right. Well, and the other part of this, and I, I hate to sound shallow, but I wasn't just going to develop this dynamic with just anyone. No. It needed to be someone I was truly attracted to. It needed to be someone that I was equally excited to have kink experiences with as sexual experiences. Right. And that is not easy to find. And so someone that was some more or less aligned with what you're looking for in the space in yes. terms of play. Yep, absolutely. So lo and behold, I started, I have, I don't even know if I've told you this. I started talking to this guy like eight months ago. Oh no, I had no idea. And our lives just went in very different paths. You and I at that point were traveling a ton. I was really kind of trying to figure out my sexuality and my interest in this space. And I don't know, I guess maybe I just wasn't 100% in the right headspace for this. And I don't think he necessarily was either because we exchanged a few messages and then it just kind of died off. Right. He's also a partnered person. He is. He's a poly person. He's a kingster. He's a pro-dom. He's actually made money off right. of dominating people. He teaches classes here in town. Yeah. So when he and I reconnected, it was kind of funny because it was like, oh yeah, we talked so long ago, but now we're, you know, finally kind of getting back to a place where we can chat and see if it makes any sense. And then he and I met up for a coffee date one night. You dropped me off there yes. and I went and met him for coffee. And it was really interesting because Keep in mind, three weeks prior, I had met another guy out, and I could tell within 10 seconds that it was not the right fit. Well, so did he, fortunately. He was smart enough to know that he was out of his depth, and he, he told you so much. Well, this was the exact opposite. Probably within 60 seconds of being in this man's presence, I was fucking interested. He has this presence about him. He has this, I don't even know, it's like an aura. It's like this, yeah. you know, like haze around him where you feel that he is a truly, not only a truly dominant person, but also an incredibly intelligent, cerebral person, somebody who's going to be patient with me, somebody who's going to be understanding. I just got all of these amazing vibes from him the second that we met. Well, we were literally just, or I was just having this conversation. No, we were having this conversation with the couple that we spoke about earlier that we met here a couple of weeks back or a week ago about an alpha situation, right? This is a topic of conversation that comes up a lot. And I say this about the guy we're talking about today, much like if, 
you don't an alpha a real true alpha does not ever have to tell you that they're alpha. Right. That is understood. Right. When I first met him, he is very unassuming, good-looking guy, well put together, very well dressed. He's a sharp guy. Has a very unique style. Yes. It was obvious to me because of his calm demeanor. He's soft-spoken. He's very specific with the words that he uses. He chooses his words wisely. He was not just throwing out random shit up against the wall to see what stuck. You know, he was very deliberate with his, his conversation with me. That's how I know that a guy is confident, dominant, and has an alpha personality. Yep. He was very comfortable in his own skin. He was not shaken by the fact that I was there. You know, it was a very comfortable conversation with a guy who clearly has his shit together. Yeah, so let me go through kind of the before play stuff and then I, I want to get to the play because I do think it's important and I want to explain in this particular retelling, there are going to be really hot moments, but it's way more than that for me. And I think that that will come through in this retelling. So basically, he and I meet, we go for coffee, we have an amazing conversation. We just in that initial conversation are already talking boundaries and limits and wants and needs. And there are so many amazing topics being thrown around. And I'm so interested. Then he and I continue to kind of keep in contact with each other. And the next time we talk, he says, I want to meet Brian. I really want to sit down with him. I want to make sure he's on the same page, which made me feel fucking amazing. Also, by the way, a very alpha move. Yeah, 100%. Without having to say it. So then the three of us meet for coffee, have a great conversation, and we're literally sitting there and he's like, I feel very comfortable moving forward with this with you guys because I think he can tell that for us, this is not just like a oh, check the box thing or something that I want that you're not comfortable with. Like we are very much on the same page with me moving forward in this space. Right. So then the next time we meet up, it's finally playtime. And the day of, I am like an antsy fucking schoolgirl. Yeah, you were I, all kinds of nervous. I was, I changed my outfits multiple times. I straightened my hair. Then I curled my hair. Then I washed my hair and straightened it again. I mean, I was a fucking nervous wreck. I had, he asked me ahead of time to pack some stuff with me. So I had it all laid out. I cleaned it multiple times. I dried it multiple times. I mean, I was a fucking neurotic mess. Yeah, the, you were all over the place. I'm like, what is wrong with you? How many, th what are you wearing? What's, what's changing your clothes again? <laughs> and I'm texting him like, I've been out of the game for a long time. You have to be gentle with me. You have to break me in. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I was nervous, though, because in my mind, this is a pro dom. Right. This is a guy who is partnered and his partner is also his sub. Right. And he has a lot of experience in this space. And I was just a fucking nervous wreck. Yeah, it's understandable. And I also I'll say this and I've said it many, many times on the show before. The more antsy I am or the more that I am rethinking my outfit and my look and all of that kind of shit, the more excited I am about the interaction. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's obvious that there was you felt like there was something on the line. Oh, a thousand percent. So. I wanted to be impressive. So I packed in my bag. I put my magic wand in there, my Hitachi. Yep. I put this little rose uh, vibrator that I won at the Palomino Club when we, went <laughs> yes, to, when we went to the strip club. That was fucking awesome. And then I packed a couple of pieces of lingerie and we go over. You drop me off at his place. He comes out and meets me on the sidewalk. We walk in together and we go into his house and it's really interesting. I love how his mind works. He's a very creative, different guy. Like we talked last week about the guy that said he doesn't dance to the beat of anyone else's drum. For sure he does. That is this fucking guy. Right, but there's a difference. There's a very big difference between these two guys. No, I'm just saying that, that is guy. what this guy is. He yeah. doesn't give a fuck what anyone else thinks no. of him. He is his own person. He's incredibly unique. And he just is who he is. And I fucking love that. And his house even reflects that because we walk in and his bedroom is the living room. Yeah. And he's yeah. turned the bedroom into like a play space. Right. So, but I walk in and his bed is covered in floggers and canes and rope and a collar and all of this other shit. And immediately, I am not exaggerating. The second I see it, I can feel myself getting wet. Yeah, well, at least at that point, you know that this is, We, I think you knew before, certainly I felt it, but this is a legitimate interaction. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And he put a lot of thought into it, which yeah. made me feel really good. So anyway, I go in. He tells me to show what's in my bag. So I start pulling out my toys. He really enjoyed my rose. He's like, oh, we're definitely going to utilize this. <laughs> and then I also had two pieces of lingerie. I had this little blue halter number, which I love. It makes me feel very sexy. And then I have this brand new piece of black lace lingerie. And I was like, which one do you like? And he's like, put on the blue one for me. So I did. I stripped everything off right in front of him, put on the piece of blue lingerie. 
lingerie. Wow. Yes. And he comes up to me. And, oh, my God. I can't even describe to you how much I fucking loved this moment. He has this look of such intensity on his face. And he steps towards me. And he has the collar in his hand. And he's like, I'm going to put this on you. And you are mine until I take this collar off. And I was like, oh, fuck. This is a man who gets it. Yeah, he's clearly a fucking, he's a legit dude. He knows how to get inside my head, man. And I fucking loved it. So so he puts on the collar and I'm already squirming. Oh, the other thing I'll say is ahead of time, he told me how much he enjoys bondage and how that's really kind of an, an important part of his play. I don't like bondage. I've never been into it. I don't have the attention span for it. I have a little bit of claustrophobia. So if I feel like I'm stuck somewhere, I panic. So I didn't know how that was going to work. But what I will say is he put me so at ease that I almost didn't think about that, especially in the beginning of this interaction. So we are together. He asked me if he can kiss me. We kind of kiss for a moment. And I felt this strong chemistry with him. This very, it's interesting how, like we talked last week about the guy in Omaha, how I had that kind of instant magnetism. This was different. This was like a slow simmer and it just built and built and built. But I found myself wanting more of him. Like when he would kiss me and then pull pull away, I'd be like, oh, no, 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 come back. I want more. Or there was one moment he kind of started touching me like on my arms and then he pulled away and I was like, no, I just want more. It was almost like I was just craving him. Well, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's building up that anticipation. So then he takes off his shirt. He puts on this black holster vest thing he looked so fucking hot i mean he is an amazing body and so i'm just staring at him while he's doing this and then he's like okay i'm gonna lead you somewhere he puts the he puts a chain on my collar and leads me into the other room with both of my vibrators and we go into this room that has a spanking bench in it and he basically ties me to the spanking bench with the chain has me get up on it so my ass is exposed and there's a mirror in front of the bench so I can see both my own face as well as everything that he's doing and it's just turning me the fuck on because I can see the look on his face there's such intensity to it and just like I can tell he's enjoying this just as much as I am which of course means a shitload to me well naturally you want in any circumstance right it, particularly when it's an intimate one you want the person that you're with to be as into it as you are oh and i could tell he was and it was just oh i loved it so anyway he brought the flogger with us and he started flogging me very lightly and he was like oh my god your ass is already turning red <laughs> and i was like yeah that does not surprise me at all and then he started spanking me a little bit and then he started fingering me from behind and the whole time he's looking at me in the mirror so he's looking at my eyes in the reflection of the mirror right. and he he is he knows what he's doing to me. I'm wriggling all over the place and he stops and he's like, no, 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 we're that you're getting off way too fucking easy there. So he doesn't let me come. He comes around to my head, takes his cock out. This is the first time I'm seeing his cock. I'd never seen it in photos or anything. First time also I'm also seeing- a pro move, by the way. Very yeah. alpha move. Not even Never sent you a picture of him naked or anything like that. Nope. Like, that's just a level of confidence. Yeah, of course. So he comes over and literally takes his cock out. He has a pierced cock, which I have never been with a man with a pierced cock before. I didn't know how that was going to work. Yeah, you said that, yeah. <laughs> I was super turned on by it, but I had no idea how it was going to work. So anyway, he basically just stuffs his cock in my mouth. So fucking hot. He's choking me with it. I, I have tears running down my face. At one point, I look over at myself in the mirror while I'm fucking gagging on his cock. And I just remember being like, you are such a fucking badass, Brenna. Like, <laughs> you deserve a proud fuck- of yourself. You deserve a pat on the back, maybe even a parade. I don't know. You just look like a fucking badass right now. And I felt just powerful in that moment. It's so funny how me being tied to a spanking bench and a man stuffing his cock in my mouth makes me feel powerful but it did well it's no different from uh the hot wife space where people will say well i don't know how you could you know you must be weak you can't i don't know how you could allow your your partner to sleep with other men that's a it's like okay you have no idea what it takes to be able to do that yeah it's the same it's, to know, relinquish control like that to someone control. that you barely know i mean that's a really big fucking deal and come back from it happen happily come back from it. yeah so then he goes back around and i mean there was a lot going on during this time we were together for like two hours so this is all the very abridged version because i could talk for three episodes no, about all were, the things that happened you guys were together a long time fortunately where he lives is literally around the corner from one of our favorite places so i was hanging out there waiting on you chat 
setting up the bartender. But yeah. it was ours. <laughs> so anyway, he comes back behind me. He starts flogging me again, starts spanking me a little bit. He gets the rose out and he's using that on my pussy. And I came so fucking hard. I thought I was going to tip the spanking bench over. Yeah, I'm not surprised. You were way too volatile when you're having an orgasm to be like stable on that thing <laughs> so then he gets this baton thing and he puts it on my back and he's like if you drop that baton while you're on this spanking bench then i'm gonna punish you and i was like okay yeah, so he doesn't <laughs> so- know that you're gonna fucking knock it off on purpose well i didn't i didn't i kept it right where it was and what was so funny is ahead of time we talked about i have definite you know bratty tendencies i don't describe myself necessarily as a sub (laughs) are you calling me a brat you're a total fucking brat i am not see Anyway, so, (laughs) but he puts it on my back and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what the punishment is yet. I don't know him well enough to know if this is a punishment I'm going to want to have or if it's going to be fucking miserable. I'm surprised you didn't just dump it right off. So I was like, okay, we're going to see how this goes. So I keep it on. (laughs) He's using this rose on me from behind. Then he gets a condom on and starts fucking me from behind. And this cane stayed exactly in place while he is literally just fucking the shit out of me from behind. And again, I'm looking at him in the mirror while he's doing this. His freaking arms are rippling like all the muscles just sticking out. I mean, the whole thing, the visuals and the sensations were so fucking hot (laughs) and then he's like okay we're gonna stop he undoes me from the spanking bench he takes me out to the main room which is basically his bedroom we get on the bed together and he spanks me a little bit more he flogs me a little bit more and then i don't even know what happens we had sex in every position you could possibly imagine and it was all fucking fabulous there's one moment where he enters me on top i'm laying on my back And he's fucking me and we're just staring at each other. It's like we're fucking piercing our eyes into each other's souls in that moment. And then he starts to choke me and I'm loving that. And I came so hard. Of course, I shoved his cock right out of me. Yeah, naturally. And so then I'm laying on the bed and he gets a couple of things of rope and he starts binding my legs. And again, this is the first time, the only time really during this entire play session that I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know how this is going to go. I mean, I think he could kind of even sense it because i think he said something along the lines of like don't forget your safe words or something which of course we discussed ahead of time so he starts binding my legs but honestly i was so turned on and my head was so swirling from the hormones of the orgasms and all of that kind of stuff that it kind of just melted away and i just allowed him to tie me up and one of your feet bound too it's not my feet weren't bound at that point. My legs were bound to each other. Gotcha. Okay. So basically the best way you can think about it is it was almost like frog legs where yeah. they were like bent up. And so my thighs were being tied to my calves mm-hmm. and that and then he basically tied my legs open. So I was completely exposed in that moment. Right. And he starts using the rose again on me for just a moment. And then he leans down. We kind of kiss for a second. I'm running my hands all over him. But I think one of the things that was such a turn on to me is while he's tying me he has this look on his face of complete enjoyment well sure and that's when it hit me that you know especially in this dynamic i have to obviously i'm relinquishing control and part of that is not being so fucking neurotic and just allowing myself to enjoy it because if he enjoys it that much and i want to please him which i do in those moments i have to kind of give him some room you know what i mean For sure yeah there's a le- yeah there is there has to be some give and take i mean there's just it just is the way it is. And even though you have a lot of similarities as it pertains to the ways that you want to play, a lot of the, the a lot of the dynamic, the BDSM dynamic, like you mentioned, when he you guys first started communicating, he made it very clear that bondage was a huge part of his game. It's a very important to him. So you guys discussed that, and you determined that it was worth it to you to relinquish some of that power to him to experiment with it, right? And I think had he just gone right to it. That probably wouldn't have worked. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, everything was just great. I mean, it, it felt good, honestly, having the rope on me. It, it, And then, of course, he sinks himself onto me and starts fucking me. And at this point, we have condoms everywhere. Condoms and wrappers all over the bed, all over the floor. I mean, we had been fucking at that point for probably a solid hour and a half, you know, in all sorts of different positions, on the spanking bench, him fucking me from behind, then me on my back. Now I'm tied and he's fucking me again. And, I mean, the whole thing was just wonderful. So then 
he's I'm pretty sure he's fucking me on top and he came and so we kind of took a break from there he obviously took off the condom got himself cleaned up I kind of got cleaned up we're laying in the bed together he untied you obviously yeah he untied my legs we're laying in the bed together and this is when I realized why I love kink as much as I do because if I had just had sex with someone completely vanilla sex that I barely knew and I was laying next to them the chances of me just being able to get lost in the experience and lie there and not really think of anything else that would never happen right. because I'm fucking neurotic I'd be sitting there thinking about oh my god do I smell do I need to go put on deodorant you know is my makeup all over the place is my hair all fucked up I was so into this and so excited by the experience and so turned on by him and what he was able to do to me in those moments I didn't even think about any of that I was just laying there we were just cuddling we're touching all over each other we're kind kissing and that probably lasted for about 10 minutes and then he's like I really need to stick my cock in you again and I was like okay so then he has me get up on all fours with my ass all the way off the bed and I'm basically angling my ass up so I'm on my elbows on the bed angling my ass up off the bed as far as it'll go my feet are together so it's all tight back there which I like and he starts using the baton on me from behind just as he enters me holy fucking shit it was amazing it felt so fucking good it was like painful but mixed with him and his beautiful cock being inside of me at the same time that pain pleasure mixture i talk about this every time i have one of these interactions it drives me fucking crazy well so was there a discernible difference because of the piercing um it depended on the position but i could definitely feel it for sure i mean i i kind of i loved having it inside of me because it did kind of rub something in a couple of spots that was really lovely but it was a little more difficult to suck his cock. I'll definitely say that. How big a, of a piercing? It's big. Yeah. It's big. And it kind of hit ring, against my bar. teeth. A ring. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it hit against my teeth a couple of times and like my tongue got caught on it once. So, I mean, I'm glad I didn't, fucking, some getting used didn't to. fucking rip it out. Definitely a, a learning curve with sucking a pierced cock. That's for sure. That's fair. But when it's inside of me, especially from behind, it feels amazing. Okay. Just curious. So he's using the baton on me from behind and then he stops and he's just spanking me he's grabbing onto my ass i am coming over and over again and again i'm just completely lost in it and there's probably a 10 minute portion of this i have no recollection of i was so into it i was so in the moment i was so turned on by him i was coming so much i don't even remember anything all i remember is the last time that i came i literally collapsed on the bed like my entire body weight just gave out and i just collapsed on the bed well when i finally saw you and you finally came back you were looked worked. Well, okay, this is the best part of it. So we wrap up. This is very hot too. I ask him as we're wrapping up and cleaning up and I'm starting to get changed. I'm like, well, how was that for you? And he's like, you don't get to ask me that until I take the collar off. He's like, you're still mine and you don't get to ask me questions until I take nice. it off. I was like, oh, that's fucking hot. <laughs> I loved it. So he comes over, eventually takes the collar off and I'm like, okay, now <laughs> what did you think? And he's like, I thought that was a really good first session. He's, you know, he's like, obviously we have chemistry. And I was like, oh, I fucking loved it. I thought it was perfect. I mean, I already knew that I was attracted to him, but seeing someone in that role and in their happy place and just like, I can tell that he is as into it as I am. It takes everything to a completely different level. Well, yeah, you're not dealing with someone like like the first guy for, or the last guy, I should say, before him that you met very briefly who claimed to be experienced and, and he was it was very obvious that he wasn't very quickly... This is a legitimate guy who truly understands the space and the dynamics and everything that it takes to play in this space properly and yeah. e- and, and effectively. So the best part is we wrap up. I give him a hug. I say, thank you so much. He thanks me. We agree that we want to do this again. I get changed and I text you and I'm like, where are you? And you're like, I'm just right around the corner. Come walk and meet me. So I'm walking down the street, a very busy street in Las Vegas very busy. with a backpack full of sex toys and lingerie. My makeup completely fucked up. I'm trying to like touch up the under eyes as I'm walking. There's no fucking saving it. I looked like a disaster. My hair is insane. Yeah. You looked like you had been simply just fucking worked. I had been. Yeah, Absolutely. It was fucking delightful. I don't know if anybody else noticed it, but I certainly (laughs) did. And it was a long time. You were gone a long time. So that's how I know, obviously, that things are going well. And I knew right where you were. I could literally, if I stepped outside of the building that you and I were in where we were hanging out, where I was hanging out, I could walk 20 yards and see you. 
Right. Like you were right there. So I knew that everything was going well and that length of time going by, clearly for me, I said, well, there, there, there's some chemistry here. This isn't just a, a one-time thing. No, it was fucking amazing. And I mean, we've been talking since. I absolutely want to see him again. I see a lot of potential here, not only because we obviously have similar interests and similar things that we enjoy during play, but also because I am ridiculously attracted to this person. Has there been a conversation yet? I mean, obviously I've met him. Is there a conversation about you meeting his partner? I asked about that. I mean, if she wants to meet me, I will, but... What's he, has he said anything about it? No. No? So they, they have a very unique dynamic, obviously. She's a... They're, they're basically a 24-hour sub-dump dynamic. Yes, but they're also Polly, and she kind of right. has her own play partners, and she does her own thing. They're very independent people. They're not yeah. They're not codependent like we are. <laughs> yeah, no, clearly not. Very few people are. <laughs> We're but yeah, I, I have a lot of optimism for this situation. Again, cautious optimism, because I understand that these dynamics, especially can go in a million different ways and routes, but yeah. I'm fucking excited about him. I mean, when I masturbate, I think about this experience. Well, I'm excited about it because it's a long time coming, no pun intended. It took a <laughs> long time for you to find this type of guy in order for this dynamic to be a thing. Right. So I'm obviously we've been very fucking busy the past two weeks, but this week I think we're going to lighten it. Things will loosen up a little bit toward the end of the week. So hopefully you're going to see him more regularly, I guess, is my point. Yeah, we've def we want to. I would love to see him once a week. That's yeah. my goal. I don't know if that's a possibility, but we'll see. But yeah, I mean, great fucking first experience. I finally feel like I'm getting my kink legs under me again. <laughs> Get it? Sea legs, kink legs. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, getting those under me again. And I'm just excited to see where it goes. And I will say, I saved some very specific details of this that I'm going to share only with our Patreon members. Yeah, I didn't know anything about this. So this is the first I'm hearing about it. Yeah, well, they're going to hear even more about it on video because we've been doing our Patreon bonus episodes on video exclusively yeah. for Patreon. So if you guys want to hear more of the details of this incredibly hot and kinky session, head on over to patreon.com slash front porch swingers for more of that. Also keep in mind, OnlyFans, I've had a lot of fun on there lately. A lot of fun. Uh, I had a Yoni massage that just got shared on there. Oh, I'm yeah. going to be sharing a threesome very soon. So lots of fun stuff. Head on over to OnlyFans.com slash front porch swingers for that. And also, YouTube, we've been doing videos, including Single Guy Tip of the Week on video on YouTube. Absolutely. So if you're not already subscribed there, frontporchswingers.com on YouTube. And if you want to come to an upcoming event, we would love to have you. You need to fill out an application at members.frontporchswingers.com. And then you'll see everything we have ticketed coming up. Denver, Phoenix, obviously every month here in Las Vegas. And then, of course, Pod Bash in September. So big stuff. Make sure you find us at members.frontporchswingers.com. Com. What else do we have? We have a lot of stuff coming up. We also probably are going to be someplace in August. We might actually have something going on in July that'll be very exciting. We're working on the ENM Summit in May, Memorial Day weekend in uh, Houston. Also, it's a it's going to be a fucking packed 2023. Hell yes! So until next time, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks everybody. <laughs>